Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I can't wait to dive into week two of the trial games. So much fun to watch. Some great games in there. Uh, some teams really surprised me too. Um, there were some really weird wins and wins I didn't really expect from some clubs. But we'll go through the games now. The first one being the Manly Seagulls and the Canberra Raiders. A game I watched thoroughly. And I really enjoyed and I thought that Manly were going to win this one and by a big margin, especially with the first half. But I mean, it was an all Raiders second half. They really did come and play a good game against the Manly Seagulls. It was a really fun one to watch. A young gun that I really enjoyed watching was Teletau Kaula. He is extremely quick. Really, really fast. Wouldn't be surprised if he's faster than Jason Saab, to be honest. It's going to be a real competition between those two. I'd love to see this guy as a starting center, but obviously you've got Morgan Harper in there and Brad Parker. It is really going to be a fight between those three for starting center spots, in my opinion. If this guy, this guy sorry, doesn't start in the starting centers, he's got to be on the bench somewhere. But then again, you've got Dylan Walker. So I don't really know where Cowler fits into the side. But he would be a great replacement by the time Origin comes around, especially with Tom Trevojevic, pretty much guaranteed into that Origin 17. You'd probably chuck a guy like Ruben Garrick at fullback, have Cowler on the wing, and it's still a pretty deadly side there for Manly. So can't wait to see a bit more of this guy in 2022. Hopefully he gets a lot of opportunities in the NRL. So Manly had a really good first defensive set. Obviously, they kicked off to the Raiders. Uh, and I thought Manly's defense in the first half was superb. They really came out and showed the Raiders who's boss. As I said, it was a pretty dominated Manly first half. Turbo was heavily involved as well, I thought. He nearly scored at the start of the first half, but there was a try saver by Raiders. Awesome defense. So really, it was a defensive game. And so you could argue that somewhat defense was the reason that the Raiders ended up winning this one. At the back end, they really came out strong in the, in the second half. But going forward through the first half, um, the Raiders forwards were looking really good as well, I thought. It was a really good competition. I just thought that Manly in the first half were much more dominant. Uh, Saab obviously got that intercept try, which was a great try. Um, and look, just watching back on that, I mean, there was plenty of space for Jamal to put the kick through. There were some concerns about Jamal's kicking game as good as it is. Um, it's going to be really interesting going into 2022. I thought Jamal and Jack Whiten looked great, in my opinion. I thought they really suited each other well, uh, and it was a really great game. Uh, Manly's left side defense, it was a really, really great defense, in my opinion. They really showed it out to them. Brad Parker's defense was unreal and sensational, in my opinion. Uh, Kaler and Saab are fast as fuck. They really are. They have some great speed on them. As I said, it is going to be very interesting to see who's faster come 2022 season. Um, but Camera's left edge um, defense, for me, is a bit of a concern. I mean, a lot of the tries that were scored were on Camera's left edge. So, for me... That left edge there is a bit of a concern going into 2022. If they can sort that out, it'll be very interesting to see. I reckon that Ricky can sort that out for sure. I really like this Canberra side going into 2022. I think they can definitely make the top eight. Manly were on fire, though, in the first half, and they were putting a lot of pressure on in attack and in defense, in my opinion. But pretty much 
come 44 seconds to go in that first half, I thought that the Raiders really turned it on. And obviously, with 44 seconds to go, Jack Whiten scores that try. It was a great try there from Jack Whiten. And you can actually sort of see signs of how, well, my point that I made a few weeks ago that Jamal is really going to free up Jack Whiten a lot. And we really did see that in this game, in my opinion. But the Raiders come out firing in the second half and they score through Kotrick. I think it was just a few minutes into that second half. But they were really putting the pressure on the Raiders and their aggression was unreal. Ryan Sutton was looking really good. Jake Trevojevic, I thought, had some great defensive moments. Um, but, yeah, it was really a Raiders-dominated second half. Joseph Tarpany as well. He was just rough and tough, and he put in a great performance in that second half, really backing up that All-Stars performance that he had as well. He pretty much went straight through them for the game winner. Uh, it was really, really superb watching the Raiders come back, and in that first half, I honestly thought they were going to lose by a big margin, especially the way that Turbo was playing and getting involved. Uh, but Manly had three players injured. I think it was Ola Kawatu, um, to power, which isn't the biggest concern. It was sort of just a lower back injury that I think that he can come back from. Um, and I don't remember who the third one was, but I know that there was three players there that were injured. Oh, it was Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker came off with an injury as well. So that's actually a really big concern if... Dylan Walker will be injured. Do they bring up uh, James Seguiara from reserve grade? That'll be very interesting to see there. But yeah, I think Dylan Walker being injured is a real concern considering how he played, how he impacted that game and how he played in that All-Stars game was superb as well. So hopefully Dylan Walker's all right and I can't wait to see him play in 2022. Hopefully he plays for majority of the season and the injury isn't as bad as it seems. Overall though, as I said, to sum this game up, the first half was a manly dominated game, but then the second, the Raiders came out and came back and played with such aggression and, and really put the pressure on manly, which I thought was really good signs going into next year. Moving on to game two, the Tigers and the Roosters. I thought it was a really good signs from mainly two players. If I'm taking two players out of this game that I thought played really well, it was Jackson Hastings, just the effort he was putting in, the tries he was setting up. He was pretty much setting up every single play. Looked really good in a player that I thought that really stands standed out in that game. I think he's going to have a really good 2022 season, it looks like. Really talented player. And I could see that from the Super League. Yeah, it was in some really good form over there. Great pick up there from the Tigers. And I honestly can't wait to see him and how he goes in this 2022 season. And then Victor Radley as well, I thought, played really well. Had some really good signs, especially in the first half, setting up that try. Uh, but he was just superb. And if he's suspension-free, suspension, sorry, what am I saying? Suspension. If he's suspension-free in 2022, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets selected for Origin. He's just that good of a player, Victor Radley, in my opinion. I kind of liked Manu at six. He said himself that the performance was a bit scrappy, but I thought he played really well, and it really adds a bit of X factor to that Roosters side. I think it's so dynamic having Manu at six. I reckon that's one of his best positions for sure. A lot of people do say that center is his best position and he's been playing there for a while now. I think that's where he does fit into this Roosters side like he has always. I think that's a pretty obvious call there with Sam Walker and Luke Keary making up that halves pairing. But, geez, I liked him at six. I thought he was really, really dynamic. Um, the Roosters had pretty good defense up until that soft try uh, that they led in with Musgrove. Uh, Zane Musgrove scored that try. I think it was a pretty decent game from him as well. Uh 
the Madden grubber was sensational. Jock Madden. I put out a post when I started the podcast ages ago now. I think it was in late September about Jock Madden and just the talent that he has. I, he's definitely one to watch in this 2022 season. It was just announced that Jacob Little obviously has a injury. I think it was a PCL injury and he'll be out for some time. I wouldn't be surprised if they chuck Jock Madden at nine. I know he's a seven, but he looked really, really good when he was on the field. It'll be very interesting to see how this Tigers kit looks come 2022. Very, very good looking side. And I thought they really changed the way they play in a sense. They really played a sort of really off-the-cuff dynamic game, which I sort of liked from that Tigers outfit. It's sort of the team that they're building over there, in my opinion, especially with the addition of guys like Hastings, addition with the guys like Tyron Peachy, all these guys that they've recruited, plus Adam Dewey, Dane Laurie, really dynamic players. I think it is really shaping up to be a really off-the-cuff brand of footy sort of side, if that makes a bit of sense there. But uh, good signs for the Chooks as well. I thought that, especially in that first half, the first half was really good from the Sydney Roosters. So, look, it, it's going to be a very interesting season for the Roosters. They could definitely win the Premiership if they wanted to. I thought Sam Walker actually looked really good too. Another little mention there. But, yeah, great signs from the Roosters. Great signs from the Tigers as well. Can't speak this morning. But, yeah, all in all, great signs from both clubs in this game. Going on to game three being the Panthers and the Eels. I thought this was a very Eels-dominated game. That was quite obvious, being 36-0. But um, the first try was a magic one. It was unreal. Gutho pretty much set it up with a great run, breaking the line, getting it out to Will Panasini. He put a beautiful kick in. And then Reid Mahoney, you know, that quick X-ball that set up. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i there, which I thought was unreal. Really good stuff and good signs there for Parramatta. Uh, yeah, Will Panasini's kick was an absolute throbber. So really good try there to start off the game. And as I said, really good signs there from Parramatta. If there was one guy I'd tell you to watch for this 2022 season, especially NRL fantasy-wise, Brad Arthur sort of hinted as well that he'd be in the side come round one. Not confirming it, but... Maybe a little hint there. It's Sean Russell now. He had a really good performance there for Parramatta in this game. He comes in at fantasy at 260K. You don't have to start him. You can have him on the bench or even in the reserves. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Makaheshi Makatoa had a really good try set up there by Mitchell Moses. We'll talk about him in a second. But the Parramatta halves were just throbbers. They played really well, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses. A lot of the credit for how Parramatta played should go to them. For me, there was a real difference with the way that Penrith played without Nathan Cleary in that side. There was a little less direction, a little less confidence in that side. And it's probably is why they lost 36-0, to be honest, without Nathan Cleary. There was just no confidence or drive or direction. Uh, and, you know, you can almost compare it to when Tom Trevojevich was out for Manly. They sort of lacked that go forward, the direction, and it's, and it's that impact when your best player's out. You, you sort of do lack that direction as well. And I think that's what South Sydney are going to face without Adam Reynolds in their side. They are going to lack a little bit of direction. Really depends, though, how Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias play. Really emphasising Lachlan Ilias, though. I reckon he'll be definitely one to watch. But we'll get to South Sydney a bit later. 
But, yeah, it's very interesting to see Penrith without Nathan Cleary. I would be surprised if they'd not struggle, but depending on their first few games, it would be very interesting to see how they go without Nathan Cleary for those first few rounds, depending on how long he actually is out. Also, the impact for Parramatta on Parramatta's point of view. The impact that Reid Mahoney has on that side, is, I think, is going to be really missed as well come 2023. He was playing really well in that game, and he... He's a big part of their side. And while they are getting a guy like Josh Hodson in there to sort of take that role, it'll be very interesting to see a Parramatta side without the likes of Reed Mahoney. And for Parramatta, if they want to have any success going into 2022, I think consistency is key. They've got to find form and be consistent with it. Win some games. Sure, you can lose one or two games, but I reckon for Parramatta, the standard they need to have going into 2022, if they want to be real finals contenders, if they want to go a bit further in that final series, I think consistency is key. They've got to be consistent, stay in consistent form. Hopefully, they won't get many injuries, Parramatta, touch wood. But, uh, yeah, consistency for me is key for Parramatta. They played really good in that game. They looked really, really dangerous. I want to give credit, too, to Mitchell Moses. We were talking about both Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown, but Moses was on fire. He had a 40-20, great kicking game throughout that game and just an all-around all awesome game from him. And it's good signs going into 2022 if Mitchell Moses is in some good form. So can't wait to see Parramatta in 2022. Hopefully when Nathan Cleary's back, Penrith Panthers will be in some mighty fine form as well. Make sure you guys click on the next one to hear about the rest of the games and the rest of the review. But thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all a rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you guys in the next one. Well,